Matisov for the Devils plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net. Swings it in front. He scores! Matteau! 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 Stefan Matteau! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! Canis. Here we go. Thomas Sarek has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with the right. Lucic gets him in the air. Turtles. Thomas Sarek down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the Morning Skate. Beautiful Sunday afternoon here, uh, 5.30 in the afternoon. We're going to try to post this before I have to go to fucking hockey later so we can get this out. Um, I, I'm I'm going to have to remind myself to insert like some sort of siren. We, we hit 1,000 followers on Twitter, which is huge news. So, Ked, insert siren and clapping now. Uh, we appreciate everybody following us on Twitter. We have a bunch of topics we have to get into today, so we have Hal here. Hal, say hello. Hello. Uh, and we have a special guest, uh, the Sienna man, Brian Sisties here, talk a little bit of hockey with us. Uh, kid's pretty good. He weighs about a buck twenty, but he put up like maybe like sixty points in the outro. So pretty good, pretty good high end skill type player. Uh, reminds me a lot of Vince in uh, season four of Friday Night Lights, where he's like being really good, but then it kind of gets to his head and he becomes kind of an asshole. And then I was the coach Eric Taylor to kind of bring him back down to where he should be. So, Sisty, hello, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, so side note, side note, really quick. Great to have Sisty here. Boy, I think it's fucking crazy that. Fever Boy Rex, as he likes to be called on this podcast, went to work today on a fucking Sunday. <laughs> he said he had to like go. He said he had to go get emails that he could only access from work, which makes no fucking sense, dude. Like it's called the internet, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beating. I mean, he must be IT's worst fucking nightmare. If you can't get emails, you <laughs> have to go to the office and get emails on a fucking Sunday. Like, they oh couldn't pay God. me enough money to go to work today. It, it took him up until maybe three years ago to actually make his own bagel bites, so I can't imagine what it's like when you have to, like, enter passwords into, like, a computer and, like, type on a keyboard. Just wild. But, uh, yeah, so thoughts and prayers to uh, Fever Boy Rex. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, a little bit of NHL news. NHL news, here we go. It is March 19th, bringing the fire, the fire flames as the young people call it, lit, hashtag. Uh, first thing we're going to get into is there was a minor league suspension. A uh, player in Tennessee was suspended the remainder of the season for deliberately shooting a puck into the opposing team's bench and injuring a trainer in the process. 
Uh, the Southern Professional Hockey League has announced that Jason Price of the Knoxville Ice Bears must sit out the remainder of the regular season as well as the playoffs. And then their head coach was also suspended four games and fined an undisclosed amount. And this was in the SPHL. Um, I'm going to start this off, get right into it. I think it's a fucking power move. I have nothing against it. I'm sure the game was probably very, very chippy. This is something I've always wanted to do, but never had the actual balls to do. Slash, like, you have to be able to lift the puck off the ice, and I kind of struggle with that sometimes. So, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm on board. What's this kid's name again? Jason Price. Kind of sounds like maybe he grew up in, like, a low-income home. Finally made it to the SPHL. He's feeling his shit around, and then he just fires the puck in the opposing team's bench. Uh, spend the rest of the year. Coach gets four games, find an undisclosed amount. I would love to know how much the fine was. It was probably like seventy-three dollars. Uh, what do you What do you guys got for me? Uh, let's go with. We'll start with Sisty. Well, Sisty makes makes his debut today. So, what do you got? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I actually kind of completely disagree. I think it's a pretty fucking scummy ass move for one shooting the puck. But I don't think I have no I have no reason to think that a coach should get suspended for that. Yeah, they didn't really give you that many details when it came to that. But, I mean, the fact that the coach has spent it also kind of makes me think, like, it had to have been, like, a pretty chippy game. Uh, yeah, but shooting a puck like that's such a piece of shit move. Like, you know when, like, Alfredson did that for, like, Niedermeyer or some bullshit years back? Yeah. And he, like, I think even he got suspended for that, which was, like, unheard of even at that time. I love it. That's, I, that's, I, that's I, definitely I, a gray area. I couldn't disagree with you more only because I think you need a big set of fucking balls to do something like that. Like, pussies don't do that. Real men do that. Also, side note on this story, hilarious that the trainer on the team got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, like, everybody. Uh, Hal, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, first off, I think it's, I think it's just a dumb move for the fact that this guy's in the SPHL. That's one of those leagues where they give them, like, 600 bucks a month and, like, a meal ticket card and, like, a condo. And they're like, play hockey for us. Like, you're going to fuck your body up. I would take that lifestyle any day over my 9-5 office job. Uh, pretty sure after this move, when he got suspended for the rest of the year, meal card's probably taken away. He's not going to Dave and Buster's every night with the boys. Probably out of the condo. And now he's looking for another contract in the SPHL. He's probably black marketed, so... There goes his hockey career, so that's kind of a tough move on that part. I don't know. I have mixed feelings on the actual shooting of the puck into the bench. It's kind of nails, kind of a douchebag, scummy move, like Sisty said. I feel like I feel like a huge asshole once I realized I hit the ref or the trainer. Like at first, I'd be pumped up, I'd be like, yeah, like yeah, exactly. Oh, and I hit the trainer, I'd be like, God damn it, like I'm sorry. I think I think the funniest part is he was like trying to harm somebody and he harmed the only person that can like help people who are harmed. I think was, that's fucking awesome. Was he trying to shoot for some like a specific person or just I think it just said that he just fired one on the bench. And then another thing to like get a, get assessed and match penalty in this, this had to have been so flagrant. Like this had to have been like so completely obvious. I wonder if he like just got the puck. Like, hit the brakes, turn sideways, and we're just like, fuck you guys. And <laughs> just fucking rifled one of the bench. I, I would love to see the video. Yeah, if, if that's the case, then that's kind of a cool move. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so that, that's what we had with the uh, minor league suspension. Uh, we're going to kind of get into it. I don't know if you guys saw this. I just kind of want to take a quick second and talk about it. So the Toronto Maple Leafs, they played the other night, and they wore their, uh, like their green and white jerseys for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I'm not entirely sure the history behind it, but I know when you play NHL, they they have like a set of like green jerseys in there that you can kind of uh, you scroll through or whatever. I just wanted to talk about this very quickly because 
like I know all the teams do it. They have military nights, cancer nights, and what they normally do is they wear the jerseys for warm ups, and then they wear the. They, I, I'm kind of like on board for letting them wear those jerseys like in the game. I think the jerseys are fucking sick. I think more people would bid money on them to like, f- so to donate to charity or whatever. Uh, what do you guys have when it comes to like these types of like jerseys? I, and again, I, I mean Toronto's normally for all of us they're blue and white, but the, I kind of like the green and white jerseys, dude. Brian Boyle wearing his Irish colors. What do you guys got? Um. I, I like it. I think it's a cool it's a cool move on the NHL's part. I mean, sells sells jerseys, puts money in everyone's pocket, and it's kind of a nice change of pace. I mean, especially for a team like Toronto, that's like that hangs their hat on being a classic team with like two jersey two jersey colors. It's kind of cool to see them like finally mix it up and get a little diversity in there. But I think it's a cool move. Fair. What do you got, Hal? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Uh, I really don't give a fuck what people do with their jerseys. Obviously, there's some teams that need to keep it classic. But as long as they don't put ads on them, like in Euro hockey, which I think is garbage, I'm okay with it. Side note, I was just thinking, like, with jerseys, if I'm Las Vegas and I'm starting this new franchise, I might go with, like, an Oregon Ducks, like, football kind of feel and just go fucking balls to the walls with different jerseys throughout, like, seven or eight in the first year. Yeah. See what ones stick. Probably make a lot of merchandise off some jerseys that end up becoming retro after one year. So I mean, fuck, I would just market the shit out of those jerseys if I was Las Vegas. Well, they're they're getting rid of the third jerseys next season because Adidas Adidas first year of their contract starts next year. Oh, I'm so happy about that. I love when the Rangers wear their blues, and then then they have to wear those bullshit heritage jerseys. Wait, so the whole NHL can't wear thirds next year? Apparently, it's only for one year. But for the 2017 season, 2017-18 season, there's only two jerseys per team. I love that. Love that. Because, I, dude, I hate when the Rangers look so good in their home blues. I'm a big blue shirt guy. Whenever they play, like, an original six team at home, they always wear those stupid fucking, like, dark blue jerseys, which are actually kind of sick, but they never win in them. Like, if they won in those jerseys, I'd be on board, but normally they don't. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Hal, do you want to kind of segue the next three uh, topics here? Because you kind of, these are the topics that you kind of wrote down. I don't want to sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fucking expert on any of these. Uh, talk Olympics really quick because we've never really talked about this. So basically the chat's been that NHL's not going to the Olympics and all of that. Uh, Bill Daly, I really don't know what the fuck he does, but apparently he's the deputy commissioner of the NHL. He came out and said, unless something changes, uh, NHL's still not going. Batman was like, there's absolutely new, nothing new going on. And uh, I think the overwhelming sentiment of the teams is that it's very disruptive on the season. There's somewhere between fatigue and negativity on the subject. That's what Batman's saying the owners are saying, which I understand. But there's just the overwhelming support from the players saying they still want to go and they don't give a fuck if they get injured or if they have a 90-game season. I mean, I don't understand how they can take that away. And uh, there's this really interesting comment. Eugene Melnick, who's the owner of the Senators, uh, he came out and said he doesn't want Eric Carlson going to the Olympics. And part of his quote, he said, I could understand if he was on Canada, but he's on Sweden. So that's kind of, that's kind of a shot of like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's your captain. You're kind of alienating him because he's fucking Swedish. I feel like the Senators have always had a good fucking Swede. So that doesn't make sense. So, I mean, I don't know how you really want to talk about this. If you want to talk about Eugene Melvin kind of putting his balls on his, on the table for Canada or just general thoughts, really. Like, am I the only one who thinks it's fucking stupid that the NHL 
I think personally the NHL is just trying to push the World Cup because they make fucking money off of it. Yeah. And they don't make money off the Olympics, so it's just a money grab. And all they see is their players getting injured overseas. But there's no fucking way that the NHL shouldn't be in the Olympics next year. I, I just don't get how overnight it, it turned, like the Olympics turned into some big problem. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this came out of nowhere. I, uh, yeah. I don't They're know. acting like it's this huge fucking scheduling issue. They've been doing it for like 20 fucking years. I, I only have one point, and I think that's the only point that you really need, is without players, there would be no NHL. So it should be 100% up to play? the players. No, the players want to play. So if the players want to play, have them play. Because you know what, NHL, without them, you would be nothing. That's the bottom line. This isn't the Gary Bettman show. This isn't the Bill Day or whatever the fuck his name is. Eugene Melnick can go suck a dick. That guy sounds like a fucking idiot. It's about the players. It's about nobody else. I I kind of understand when it comes to injuries, maybe long seasons or whatever. But you know what? Players want to go. The players can go. And and the GMs and the owners are gonna be like, we invest so much money into these players. Yada 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 yada. Well, yeah, you do. You have to keep your players happy. And you have to keep them wanting to play hockey. And if the players want to play hockey and they want to represent their country. I'm 100% on board. And if th- if this happens, I mean, this is a huge issue because Alex Ovechkin already said he's playing in the Olympics regardless of what the fuck goes on. So let's say that they say uh, you can't go play in the Olympics. Ovechkin's going. So I wonder what the punishment for something along those lines would be. Like, do you really want to lose one of your best players to the KHL? Is that, like, kind of what you really want to do? I think this might finally be Russia's year. Yeah? Dude, they, I feel like, with, like, the rise of Kuznetsov and fucking... Bayerkowski and all those fucking... Kucherov and all these young Russians, dude. They're going to be fucking amazing. And Bob's going to be in that. I I think... What He's I've been thinking... Yeah, I was thinking, like... What if the NHL, they just fucking... Instead of taking a break, they're like, fine, your star players can go. And we just play through. Like, I really wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't either. I think that'd be they sick. They would never do that. They would never I do that. I know they would never do that, but like I think the idea of being like, okay, your star players are gone, call up two lines from the AHL, and we're gonna keep fucking going with the scrub yeah, fest. But it's, not, it's not fair. Think of a team like the Capitals. Half their fucking roster goes. Well then, well then they kind of have to pick and choose. Like, who are you more loyal to? Are you more loyal to your team, or are you more loyal? Like, I I kind of like that, man. I I kind of like the whole. It falls upon the players to kind of decide whether or not they're going. I feel like it's such a deep tradition. That it deserves to to have its its block of time. Yeah, it, I don't I don't even understand why it's it's under debate that it should be taken away. I, I guess that's the true point is that the NHL wouldn't get shit for ratings during those two weeks anyway. So what's the point? I was just thinking if you had like you could say it's like fuck. Well, there's a playoff race if your team sucks those two weeks, but doesn't it kind of go to your team's like organizational depth? and how well your organization actually runs if all your star players are gone for two weeks you can maintain a winning team. Because everybody else is handicapped, too. I just don't think the NHL would do it because of ratings, and everyone's going to be watching the Olympics anyway. Yeah. So what's the fuck? But there's certain teams that are just going to get so lopsided we fucked from it. Chicago. Chicago has their, their top probably three, four defensemen, their top five players. They're going to have to call up half their... The LA Kings with Carter, Kopitar, Quick, Dowdy. Yeah, I don't know. Who would it be? Quick and Bishop? Uh, American goalies right now, man. Um, Gibson might get a look next year. He's been doing pretty well. Yeah, Gibson is a fucking. That kid's going to be a stud. He'll be pretty good. I don't know. That's. 
We'll, we'll figure that out kind of when it gets a little bit uh, closer to the one. Now, now, Hal, I'm kind of pumped about the next topic because this is something I kind of wanted to talk about. So, let, so let it rip. USA, USA women's hockey team, national team's in a big dispute. They're on, like, fucking strike right now for next year's World Cup. Uh, they're saying they're not getting paid shit. They basically came out and said they make, like, $6,000 a year. Um, and USA Women, and this is after USA Women's Hockey came out and said that they make $149,000 in non-Olympic years, and if they win the gold, they make 237000 in a year, which is pretty good money because, honestly, I didn't think Olympic athletes made anything. I thought that was the fucking point. Wait, wait, wait. Per, per woman? They make that, or as an organization in a whole? Good question. I don't have the answer to that. I just have those numbers. I'm going to pretend. I'm going to pretend it's fucking. Dude, I think that's. De- I think that's. I think that's organization. Okay, well, that's still more than six thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't understand what's fucking going on here because I didn't. I thought they were the Olympics were amateur athletes. It's not a professional league. Why are we bickering about money? Like, do you guys think they need to get paid? Do they not? What the fuck's going on with USA Women's Hockey? Um, all right. So here's the thing: uh, women's hockey is it isn't on TV. I I like the whole women's hockey thing though. I think it gives like younger girls an outlet, and I and I like Ashley Johnson's been on the program, who's like an absolute stand-up person. She's she's incredible. She's a good hockey player. She's like an ambassador for the league. I completely get that, but it's kind of hard to be like, hey, we need to be paid more money when the league isn't making money with that. Like, this isn't. This isn't the league, dude. This is... Well, yeah, well, you know what I mean, though. Like, uh, girl, women's hockey in general, dude. If women's hockey in general isn't making any money, how can you play your players? Yeah. And I don't know who that falls on. Like, I don't think it falls on the players, but... I'm, I mean, dude, if I had nothing to do on a Thursday night and I turned on ESPN2 and there was a women's hockey game on, I'd probably watch it. Like, I would watch Amanda Kessel go out there okay, real, and I'd watch yeah, it yeah, if okay. was on. Listen to this. Uh... <laughs> So I guess they're teetering back and forth on the idea of like a women's professional hockey league. And they're saying that a per team would have a $270,000 salary cap. So does that just mean that there's not enough interest in like in it's, women's hockey? It's a, it's a very skewed argument because the amount of money they bring in isn't comparable. If if there's not money coming in, there's you don't have money to pay them. Exactly. That's that. Exactly. So, I I mean, I guess it does kind of. It's hard because I don't know how much like money these organizations are making, and all this stuff. But I mean, when Ashley was on, what'd she say? They practiced twice a week and had games on weekends. Is that kind of like what was going on? I think that's what she said. Yeah, but I don't know for this like Olympic team. I just. I just think, like, they all have fucking jobs. Like, they all have jobs outside of hockey, I'm pretty sure. I don't really feel like the U.S. women's water polo team's making bank and then striking because they're not. Yeah. I, I, if USA Hockey's really worried about this, then why don't they just, like, put one do- one extra 50 cents on everybody's USA Hockey registration? It's like a women's hockey team tax. And then they can fucking pay the girls whatever the fuck they make off that. Not a bad idea. I mean, Every kid in America who plays hockey usually has parents that have enough money if they're fucking playing hockey anyway. So what the fuck's fifty cents gonna do? I I'd put five I on it, dude. If the if the USA hockey registration fee was five dollars more, I'd do it. I'd put five on it. I I just don't fucking get it. I I think it's a I think it's a bit of a bit of a ridiculous 
It'd be di- it'd be different if they were like on TV and 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 women's hockey had like this huge following. You know what I mean? But they just don't. Yeah. As of right now, and I and, and I don't think it's because like oh they're women. I don't think that's it at all. I just don't think maybe that they're they're not marketed well. They're not on TV. You you don't know what's going on with that. Like I dude, I watch Amanda Castle play hockey all the time. She's hot and she's super good. So like, why wouldn't I watch that? I mean, all right, because it's probably bad hockey. <laughs> that, it, you'd be surprised, dude. It's not that bad. It really isn't. Amanda Castle's actually sick. I'm sure she is. But, but I don't know. All right, let's let's get into the last one. Uh, pat on the back to me for not saying anything like too sexist or uh, condescending or anything along those lines. All right, uh, last big, not big topic. This one's going to be quick. I want to talk about uh, Josh Joshua Hosang plays for the Islanders. He's a rookie. I think he's been kind of known as the fucking head case who's like kind of sick, dropped in the draft a few years back. He just debuted with the Islanders the other week, and he was wearing 66, and some pow out of nowhere, everybody in the league's pissed because that's Mario Lemieux's number, even though it's not retired by the league. So, what do you guys got? Is Hosang okay to wear 66, or is it bullshit to wear Mario Lemieux's number? Because people are really upset. This is kind of nuts how mad people like the media got. I think I think 66 is definitely fair game. It's not retired. He's not the great one, whatever. My problem with, with Hosang wearing it is you know Hosang's history, and he's 1,000% doing this for attention, and I think he's a fucking loser for doing so. That's the only reason why I'm kind of against it. But anybody else, like, if some, like, random Swede came into the league and wore, like, 66, nobody would even say anything. But this kid's a little asshole, and the only reason he's doing it is he wants attention. Well, I mean, I, I completely agree. I think if the number is not retired, you absolutely should have the right to pick 66. But, like, this whole thing kid's a joke. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's just an absolute head case attention whore. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a bit of a bit of a ridiculous move on his end but again it's not retired so who, who are you really to tell him not to and if everyone feels that way then retire them use number yeah i i agree with like both those because obviously like if it's not retired then you can fucking wear it but like going back to youth hockey when we were doing like warm-ups and shit and i'd look around on the other side of the ice and i saw somebody wearing like 66 or 77 for Bork, or 99 for Gretzky, like, I automatically fucking hated that kid. I thought he was the biggest loser on the ice. <laughs> I wanted to hit him, like, automatically. So, in that sense, like, Hosang's fucking, he's dumbing himself. Like, I don't know. I It fits his character that he would pick that number because he would definitely be that kid in youth hockey that was wearing, like, Wayne Gretzky's number, and that always drove me fucking insane. With, like, with like white his, eagle gloves on? Not because it's, like, a disrespect, yeah. disrespect thing. But just because it's like, I don't know, dude. Like, make your why own number. Are you wearing this guy, like, that's not your number. Like, I don't. I just drove fucking. I actually roughed a game yesterday, and one of the kids on the team had ninety nine, and I was just looking at him like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" Well, the thing is, though, like, I do pair Lemieux with Gretzky for like yeah. all time greats. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think that Lemieux is outside of Gretzky's realm, even if the points don't say for it. Well, he got hurt, and he also played in a different era of hockey. And he had cancer, I think, late in his career. Yeah. I, I don't know. He had, pretty, he had a pretty shit end of the stick as far as like health in his career. Lemieux's top three for me. Who's number two? Yogs? No, Mark Messier, bro. <laughs> 
I love that. The power forward of all power forwards. But I don't Messi know. Is a gem. But I think that's all we have for NHL in the news, right? Oh no, we're gonna cut. Sid, you want to talk about the Rangers here for a couple minutes? I can do. I can do a little Rangers talk. So what? What do you have going? Uh, what are your general thoughts about everything that's going on the last couple weeks? Hank's hurt. Glasser's up. Buchnevich is in in and out of the lineup. Rant is playing well. We haven't won a, a fucking game out in the Garden Ice in what seems like for years. You know, the, the best way to sum it up is I'm just so sad because I already know the same thing that's happened the last five <laughs> fucking seasons is going to happen again. Yeah. We're going to fucking end strong, even though the season's almost over at this point. And then we're going to maybe get past the first round, fucking play the Capitals, losing four or five games. Oh, no, no, no. Where we're at right now actually works, dude. Because we're in the, uh, it'll be like Montreal, Boston, Toronto. Like, we're in that realm of the wild card. So, like, yeah, I could see us getting to the Eastern Conference Final. It's fucking stupid. I don't know how it works. I just know that the top three teams from each division are in it, and there's two wild card teams. And then I don't know how, I don't know how the wild card teams, like, get placed or whatever. I think it's so dumb, dude. It should be one through eight, and one plays eight, two, seven, three, six, four, five, right? Yeah, just the best eight teams. I think they want to bring back rivalries or whatever, but, like, I mean, they've done this for how many years, and I don't really think... I wouldn't call the Capitals our rivals. I wouldn't call the Penguins our rivals. Uh, I would... Uh, Penguins. I don't know, man. I think our rivals are, are the, uh... Are the Devils an Islander? I think it's always no. going to be like that. No. I think so. Especially the Absolutely Islanders. Not. Islanders are not. our biggest rival, hands down. The Rangers and the Devils are not rivals right now. Uh, I think the Rangers and Devils are more rivals than the Rangers and the Capitals are. I don't totally agree with that. How? what do you got with that on like the whole playoff thing? Do you like the 1-8 or do you kind of like what they're doing now? I, I actually like what they're doing now because I think they are trying to create those things. And I think you will look at Pittsburgh in a different light if you continue to see them in the first round of the playoffs over and over and over again. And I, I think one of the reasons that you're down on it this year is simply because We're you're, in, you're in the top division. So every now and then your division's gonna, one division is going to be heavier than the other, and it's going to fucking suck, but there are going to be years like – the Atlantic, where it's fucking awesome for our division. So, I think if you were on the other side of the coin, like me being a Bruins fan, I fucking love it right now. And I, I also love that I'm either looking at the Bruins to stay where they are right now, or either looking at an Ottawa or a Montreal series, and that's going to be fucking bananas. So, I, I like it. I like that Chicago and Minnesota are going to have to duke it out in the second round every year. I'm, I don't know. I like that the California teams are going to be seeing each other in the first round. I like that we could see the Battle of Alberta this year in the first round. So I, I I understand what you're saying, Ked, but I, I do think right now your biggest three rivals would probably be, from an outsider's perspective, Islanders, uh, Penguins, Capitals. Not not so much more on the field. But. but the biggest fear of this new form a few years back finally happened this year where you have a team like the Rangers who has five more points than any team in the Atlantic. Yeah. And we're stuck in the first wild card spot. Meanwhile, we have 92 points compared to what Boston's, what, 87, 88? Yeah, but so it, like it sucks to get stuck in that wild card spot. But then again, I'm not really sure how the seeding works, so you might even get a lucky draw from that. 
Well, well, the thing, if you look at it from that perspective, you guys would be the four seed, and Montreal, Montreal or Ottawa would be the five seed anyway. So you'd be playing the same exact team. Yeah. Okay. So you would assume well, that I, the second wild card plays too. It does. It does suck when it gets top heavy. So you guys are gonna play the Lennox best team, yeah. and the second team is gonna play the Metro's best team. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think I don't know. The playoffs are weird. I I'm I'm kind of over the regular season. I am ready for playoffs to kind of start now. Twelve and so. Yeah, it'll, that'll be fucking pretty legit. What time? What day is it? April twelfth. April twelfth. Yeah. Yo, Hal. What, dude? If if the Ducks make the playoffs, we should see how much tickets are. Yeah, we could do that. This is a really very good podcast talk, right? Now. I know, but that'd be sick because we're going to be out there. But all right, yeah. So that's a little bit of the NHL in the news. And now we're going to get into our next segment. The next segment we debuted last week and it had pretty uh, good reviews. So, without further ado, here's beer league frustrations. Okay, so uh, we went on Reddit and we posted on the hockey board. Like, I mean, we went on Twitter too. We asked everybody to kind of send us in some uh, beer league frustrations. So, I uh, I took three of them from uh, the thing this week. So, uh, without further ado, here's our uh, here's our first one. I thought this was fitting because we talked about women's hockey earlier. Women players that hook traps or uh, women players that hook trip slash and hold my stick without ever getting called for it. Then bitch if I lean on them or shove them out of the crease. I swear next time I'm going to push one of them by the ass with an open palm. This guy sounds like a creeper, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, fuck. I don't I don't really think I've ever met a girl that hooked trip slash or held my stick. No, me neither. Like, remember Libby? We used to play with this girl Libby, and I would always make fun of her the whole time, but, like, it was, like, in a, in a nice manner. She was never, like, really like, laying bodies or whatever. So I never really saw any sort of special treatment. What about you, sis, when it comes to playing with girls in beer league or adult league? Um, I don't know. I guess as long as there's no, like, physical play, it's kind of whatever. I mean, at this point, men's league is a fucking giant joke anyway. So why bother? Fair enough. And Hal, anything else? Yeah, I, uh... So I played in like this really shitty club hockey league. <laughs> Level like if it was Ocho, I'd be like Division Seven. Uh, we it it was hitting, but it was literally just drinking and fighting. When there was this one school, they had three girls on their team the last year they were there, and they would only play them in the third period. And they came out. We were down by like seven. <laughs> it sounds like the Hanson brothers, dude. But like <laughs> I was, I was pretty, I was pretty drunk, and uh, this kid. This kid pushed me, and I kind of just skated away. And this is like Dennis Weidman shit. I didn't look, and when I looked up, there was a girl. So I just pushed her, and she went flying. Like, into the net. She, like, went flying into the net. So I got, like, put in a fucking chokehold and, like, slammed to the ground. And it was, like, it was an accident. Like, my, I'm not saying, I'm not, I would never actually hit a girl in the game. But, like, they're on the ice. Like, accidents happen. Like, if that happens... That could happen to fucking anybody. Like, if you're on the team and your girl gets tripped by accident, don't go fucking berserk and try to be 
Mr. and open the door for her and hold her hand to the bench. Like, treat her like another part of the team. See, yo, I, in high school, the only time I played against a girl, she was the goalie. And, like... That's why I'm a high, hard one. (laughs) Yeah, right? And, like, I just remember, like, not specifically, like, a time or two, like, where she got steamrolled in front of the net on, like, an interference or something, God forbid. And, like, the team would go ballistic over it. Yeah. You're protecting your goalie, but it's, like... Yeah. Take, it, take it, like, tone it down a bit, like. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Chill out, she, like, chose to be there. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that was the first one. Uh, here's the second one. Not so much of a frustration, but it is kind of funny. My wife bought me a point-of-view camera for Valentine's Day. First shift with it on, I'm getting off the ice, and as soon as I throw my leg over the boards, my defense partner opens the door, and I fall backwards, half on the bench, half on the ice. Being a fat guy and unable to dig my skate on either side, I needed help up. Ended up getting the whole ordeal on video. Uh, I've never really seen anybody wear point-of-view cameras or whatever. I mean, Glenn wore one or Ref wore, wears them. I don't know why. But this kind of made me think, like, I wish, like, Beer League was mic'd up or there were, like, cameras on. Because there's sometimes where there's just, like, fucking absolute ruthless shit that's going on that I, th- I think really does need to be documented. I mean, I, I don't know. I personally, I think I've seen it once where I saw a kid wearing like a fucking GoPro on their helmet, and my immediate reaction, much to like most things I see on an opposing team, was "fuck that kid." <laughs> like I don't know. I, I just I feel like the people who wear GoPros on their helmet aren't doing it to like catch funny moments, but they're rather doing it to like post to their Facebook wall so like their grandma can comment comment on them and tell them like nice fucking game. Like I. Fuck this guy. Like, sorry, buddy. You wore a camera, and clearly he shouldn't have been skating. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's a pretty funny I'm, video. He messaged me the video. It was actually pretty good. I'm sorry. Not fuck this guy. I feel bad for you. I don't know. Just don't. <laughs> I'm just hung up on the idea, like, how, like, do you play hockey if you literally cannot get yourself up off the ice? I, I don't know. Ryan, I feel like, or Hal, I feel like you've been there where you've fallen down and you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, I've been you there before. You basically could not get up. I can get up. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, but dude, there are, I don't know, Hal. I think there's been some times where you've been pretty fucking drunk and, like, you've fallen in hockey and it's just like, that one's going to take, like, a good 20 seconds to get up. Okay, if he's had eight pints and then going on to play hockey, yeah, that's one thing. But, like, if a guy just said we can't get up because it was physical attributes, that's a fucking problem. <laughs> you can't play hockey if you can't do that. I mean, I mean, like, come on. It's fucking common sense here. <laughs> Alright, man, so, hey, listen, buddy, thanks for sending that in. I appreciated the video and your input. Oh, keep sending them in. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, keep, keep sending in comments. I'm on board, man. The other guys are assholes. Um... the last one i'm gonna try to change this one up uh shop locking when it's not a playoff game you know you should get down in the way of the guy winding up a slap shot so you do but the whole time hoping it misses you anyway the bittersweet feeling when you take a rocket off your foot or calf or something and feel good that you got a shop lock off but bad because now you have another bruiser lump at work the next day your boss is probably not going to get why you do this to yourself every week, but he still hopes you get better soon. God forbid the puck goes off of you and in your own net, though. Now you manage to get a bruise while scoring a goal against your own team. This guy sounds like a hardo. Um, I think the only time I block a shot is maybe when there's like five seconds left to go in the championship game of the playoffs. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't do much defense as is, so blocking shots is way out of my realm. How would yeah, you think? I, I absolutely, as a purely defenseman, I if I see someone winding up from like the point and I'm in front of the net, I'm skating to the corner. Yeah, like, there's there's absolutely no need for it. Like this, like I don't know, but just don't block the shot. I get, I get. I mean, you need these guys on the team, right? You always need a wild card. Big Red who's on our podcast line. I see him lay down belly first for some block shots. I don't know. I think your boss has a point. Think you're kind of fucking psychotic. I I do not block shots. You do you do need guys like that on your team though, because whenever Big Red goes down and blocks a shot, you know everybody on the bench was like that was so dumb, but like we're we're behind it. Yeah, I, I will. Can I make this into a counterpoint really quick? Yeah, go for it. This brings me to like one of my biggest pet peeves of like adult hockey is when someone uses the fake slap shot um. to get around you, like. Dangle me, try to dangle me, skate by me, do whatever you want. But if you're going to do a fake slap shot, I'm immediately giving up because I'm not blocking that fucking shot. It's like a cheat code. Like, yeah. don't fake the slap shot so you can get by me. Like, find a different realm because that's just fucking bullshit. I, that's good to I know, never man. Thought of that like that. I never thought of that like that. I may, I have to skate later. I may have to start pulling out some fucking fake clappers and seeing if it works. No, it's the, the worst. Biggest, the biggest dickhead move is just ripping a fucking slap shot in the fucking slot. <laughs> oh my god uh real quick we had this kid on our on our summer team uh will thorpe and at, literally dude every single game we'd be like will hum, hum a high hard one and he he would be on a breakaway i, I mean ask how he'd be on a legitimate breakaway get to like probably about the slot and just fucking crank one as high as he could as hard as he could it was hilarious like a, like a nikita like no, like way closer and way more aggressive. Where he like did it on purpose, where the goalie knew that like he was trying to hurt him. Damn, it's Navy Molson, man. Um, and then I have one last one that I just want to briefly talk about. I said I was going to talk about it last week. Uh, Sissy, I want your thoughts on this. Uh, summer hockey, you have seven forwards and five D. Do you drop a forward back to play D so you have two even lines? Honestly, I would take a fifth defenseman and throw him up and have eight forwards. <laughs> that's that's not the argument I was looking for there. Dude, six, I mean, I guess, yeah, but like six, like like two, line, two forward lines and three defensive lines doesn't make sense. Like, okay, what about this? All right, hold on. Seven. How about you have, yeah, you have ten, you have, four. no, you have ten forwards. And five D. Yeah, you go nine and six. That's okay, that's more realistic to what actually fucking happens in Navy Molson. Okay, so we get ten forwards and nine D, or what was it? Ten forwards and five D. The defense will not let us drop back another defenseman. It's my biggest pet peeve in the that's, entire that's, world. That's a team issue. That's the big. That's my biggest pet peeve in the world. You're like, oh, you guys don't understand what it's like to What's play defense. Matter? If you have a if you have a fifth defenseman, one of you is sitting every other anyway. That's what I'm saying. That's what how yeah, how Jimmy, you just or Ken, you just completely lost your argument and then made a let a lot less. But the, no, but the second the second situation oh, is the one that happens way more often than the first situation. No, but the first situation you still try to pull that, and that's banana land to me. Like. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck if you meet your lines, dude? You I like having even lines, have dude. More forwards than defensemen. Yeah, always. Yeah. I like having even lines. I like developing chemistry with people. Oh, I like I like finding out who can get me the puck the most. That's what I like to do. 
Okay, All so right. it's completely selfish, but having yeah. six forwards and six D is asinine. Ten, fo- I, I would never yeah, argue six, ten six, forwards six, and five. I would do nine and six because ten forwards equals four lines, and that's fucking nuts. I think that's happened before, dude. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm going to have to look into it this summer and kind of figure out and, you know, feel things out. Our summer team, we actually have a pretty consistent showing. So we usually have nine forwards for every game, and then our biggest issue is just having four to six deep. Nine forwards isn't bad because then you can actually, like, kind of go hard. Yeah, you can actually go hard, and then when you get off the ice, you're not, like, fucking Six is too little. Yeah. I don't know. It goes either way. But um, that was... uh, (laughs) That was this week's uh, Beer League Frustrations. Again, thank you for sending them in. Keep sending them in. They're awesome. Uh, we're, we're not NHL experts, but we definitely are Beer League experts. What was that, Sis? I said for the guy in the GoPro, keep chugging away. Yeah, man. You're going to have to figure something out there. Uh, and then we're going we're gonna to try to keep this podcast short today. So we're going to get into our last segment. We're going to go into three stars. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Heroes and Zeros this week to close everything out. Uh, we're putting uh, three stars kind of on the back burner as of right now because it's actually hard to figure out shit. Um, so Heroes and Zero this week. I only have one zero. Do you want me to go first? Sure. All right, my zero of this week goes to the entire Buffalo community. Uh, I wrote a blog about the Rangers playing the Buffalo Sabres. I uh, I forget what I said. I said something about Rick Jennerette squealing like a pig. Pretty much how Buffalo as a hockey town is embarrassing, yada, yada, yada. I'm not saying it's correct. That's just my take. I hate everything about Buffalo. And you would have thought, like, I killed somebody. Like, I was getting tweets saying, oh, my God, you don't know what you're talking about. This is the worst article I've ever written, blah, 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 blah. Listen, I love Bill's Mafia. I respect the fact that you guys are incredibly loyal to your team. But you are not in the same breath as as the Rangers. You're just not. And then they'll go back to the, oh, we have a better season record than you do. Yeah, I mean, we also lost the Carolina Hurricanes. Sorry, we like playing down to other teams' levels. So my zero of the week goes to Buffalo, New York. Wow. That was that. All right. I'll rip some off. I got a, a hero of the week really quick. Just a player that I fucking love. He's been lighting it up. A lot of these are based off. I watched Bruins Edmonton earlier this week. Patty Maroon. Patty fucking Maroon. Yeah, Civic Center legend, dude. Civic Center legend. Fatty Patty, as uh, the assistant GM of the Phantoms told us once. That was his nickname. (laughs) Well, joke's on you, fucking Flyers, because Fatty Patty has like 24 goals. He's on the top line with McDavid. He's only making like a mil something a year. And he's just fucking electric, dude. He got in Chara's face. He was laughing at Chara. He ended up throwing with McQuaid in that game. Had a hat trick. Or no, two goals. He already had a hat trick in the Bruins earlier this year. He's just fucking fun to watch. He's like a quintessential power forward. And I can't wait till like two years from now when his contract's up and he gets fucking paid. Yeah. And then he's probably going to suck. He's probably going to suck for some team. But that guy's going to get paid and he deserves it because he rode the bus in the NHL for quite some time. He, uh, he, he, he filled in the the role of the spot in the Edmonton lineup that Milan Lucic was supposed to fill. Yeah. For, like, four less million dollars a year. And quick side note, too, that I don't know if you've ever seen it, but, like, there's always those, like, mic'd up chirping videos, and it's uh, it's the one where Drew Doughty's calling somebody a fucking loser and that he's been in the AHL for years. That's yeah. Maroon he's yelling at. Oh, I didn't know that, really? Yeah, so that's Patty Maroon. <laughs> so fuck you, Drew Doughty. I still love Patrick Maroon. 
Zero of the week, I have two really quick ones. First one, I tweeted this off the Morning Skate account. Uh, same game, Bruins-Edmonton. It was a fucking slop fest. It was such a bad game. The D-zone was terrible. The goalies were fucking brutal. And I'm watching this game after the first period, and I see Bouchagross tweet this. Six goals and two fights in Edmonton between uh, Bruins and Oilers. Game of the year. It was not the fucking game of the year. It was fucking garbage. It was such a bad game. Like Just because there's goals... That does not equate to, like, great hockey. I understand that people want more goals in the game, but you can find entertainment in a 3-2 game just as much as a 7-4 oh, fuck yeah, dude. show. 100%, um, man. If you look back, uh, something that's going to solidify that 100%, uh, the Hurricanes and the Oilers, they played each other in the Stanley Cup Finals, correct? Yeah, that was a great series. And none of those games were really, like, spread open. Uh, like, those games were sick. Even the Tampa Bay and the Calgary games, I... Uh, Little little fun fact. I think I texted the boys this because I, I was bored at work and I like I turned on like uh, highlights of it or whatever. The uh, Tampa Bay Lightning won Game Seven two to one. Guess who scored both of Tampa Bay's goals? Brad Richards. Nope. Calier. Nope. Ruslan Fedotanko. Oh, Fedotanko, yo, whitest whitest smile. <laughs> Fedotanks, dude, just just cuck just cucking his billet family. <laughs> but yeah, um, you can def. I I kind I like the games that are like two one three two. Barn burners, still very electric. I love the games that goalies absolutely take over. Like if you yeah. can find a game where both goalies are standing on their heads, that is the that's the game. When to the watch. Rangers, when the Rangers beat the Capitals last year, yeah, hope you had like forty six saves. The year, the year before last year, when Stepan scored in overtime, right? Say that again. What, the year before that, when Stepan scored in overtime, I think uh, is what yeah. you're talking about. No, yeah. yeah, that that's the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my my favorite Bruins game uh, from when they won the cup was Game Seven in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that was one zero versus Tampa, and it was like a goalie showdown. Dude, goal! If you can find, if you can get a game where the the goalies like each have like forty saves, the scoring's low, because those those are the games where like you're on the edge of your seat and you're like, oh my god, what a fucking save! You know what I mean? I'd much rather watch that than a game that's like fucking eight to five. Yeah, side. Side uh, honorary mention zero of the week really quick, uh, Max Pacioretty. I saw this tweeted out. He's like becoming a hero in Montreal because somebody crashed their car into a snowbank and he got out of the car to help him. <laughs> I think you are the biggest loser in the world if you see somebody on the side of the road and you pull over and help them. <laughs> like, fuck you, buddy. I got places to go. I'm not dealing with your bullshit. Learn how to fucking drive. Were, were, the kids, were the kids that rolled down our windows and are like, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when we, uh, like Jimmy, three young kids. <laughs> had had, uh, what was it, was that when you had like a blown tire? Yeah. Yeah, we had a blown tire, it was the middle of summer, two overweight kids, and we had our shirts off. <laughs> Dude, it was so hot, it was like a thousand degrees outside. Shout out, shout out to Eamon who fucking popped up out of nowhere and changed the tire for us. Yeah, that was legit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> my hero, I'm going to stick with Edmonton and go Connor McDavid. Now, I like him because he's just fucking nasty at this point. <laughs> like the way he's keeping up with Crosby and finally proving yeah. himself and being a worthy one overall pick compared to the last five years. And what is this? This is his first, like, ever this healthy year. Season. So, like, the fact that he's doing this in his first healthy season, it's like, sky's the limit. But the thing is, like, 
Crosby's first like couple years, he was putting up like a hundred and fifteen points. Yeah, but he he also played with like Mario Lemieux, and I feel like here's here's a question for you guys. This is something that I've been tr- I've been struggling with. Do you remember like growing up and like playing video games like NHL like ninety seven, ninety eight, two thousand, whatever? Like people in the league would have like a hundred and fifty, hundred and seventy points. Yeah. Like what the fuck happened? Like why is it just because everybody's way better? Like the defense is way better, or like were there were there way more goals scored back then, or were there way more goals only scored by certain players back then? Like how? Yeah, what do you got? Years ago, goalie sucked. <laughs> I agree with that. Like, you think it's more of a goalie the... thing than anything? I mean, we're we're like all games like six to four. Like I don't remember it being like that. I remember like the game still being like three to one. But then you'd look and like fucking Luke Robitaille would have one hundred and twenty points. And like, what is going okay, on? Okay, here's here's the perfect thing. That Eiserman, that that slap shot from the blue line. Oh yeah. Down. Yeah, I, yeah, I could call. This day, that would have. Never went. Canacorn. <laughs> that so, would have yeah. been off the shoulder into the netting. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking chalk up play. That's one of the coolest like uh, camera visuals ever, though, of a goal. Uh, I think that's my favorite NHL goal in history. All right, and my uh, zero. This may come surprising to you, and this is a pending zero, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the New York Rangers right now. Okay. Just because I'm very displeased with the way they're playing right now, and I just see the same thing starting to slowly evolve into what has happened the last five, six seasons. And I also think Hank's legacy is really on the line if they don't win a cup. Uh, okay, Game 7, Stanley Cup Finals. You're the Rangers coach. Are you putting Hank in the cage, or are you putting Mike Richter? Probably Hank. What, dude? Oh, dude, my God. Dude. Ted, we literally just made the argument about how bad goalies in the 90s were. Dude, like, you literally yeah. just proved my point. Like, we literally just talked about it, and you agreed, and then you just decided that you're going to take a goalie from that shitty goalie era, even if he was one of the best in that shitty era, and you're going to put him in today's NHL. That's awesome. Still, he has a cup, dude. He has a cup. Yeah, Hank doesn't have a cup. Hank doesn't have a cup, dude. dude he also if doesn't put, have... If you put Hank on that team, they would have they won 82 games. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, well, okay, who's the best goalie in Rangers history? Do you still say it's Hank? Fucking Hank. I don't know. I don't get it, man. You know what? It's it's That's that's not necessarily a fair argument because obviously... Well, okay, I'm going to say history as in when the, it comes to level of the time, league as well. Fair. Yeah, okay, so best, best, goalie, best goalie in Rangers history in regards to the league, the current league that they were playing in. You still pick Hank. I mean... Richter has a cup, and I think he was better that year that they won the cup, and maybe the year after that, than Hank has been. Dude, Richter had an unbelievable team in front of him. I mean, Hank's never had that bad of a team in front of him, man. Yes, he has. He has carried you guys. For the first, like, eight years of his career, your teams were garbage, dude. Yeah, dude, come on. I don't know, man. The, the whole Hank thing, like, I, and dude, I love Henrik Lundqvist. Like, I do. But the thing that really pissed me off was the year that we played Tampa. Uh, I think it was in the Eastern Conference Finals. Was that two years ago? Yeah. And he, w- he, was, he was the worst player on the ice. Do you remember that goal that he gave up? I think it was to Kucherov. He, like, t- it was like a step outside the blue line. 
ever since then, the whole Henrik Blomquist legacy, because, like, dude, we could, I feel like we had a very strong chance of winning the Cup that year. Who who did Tampa lose to? Chicago. It, it would have been change. a barn burner. I don't know, man. I See, Ryan loves when people fucking shit on Mike Richter. I don't get it, but... I don't... I don't love that. I just don't think you can compare those two goalies. Okay, okay, Andrew Raycroft. <laughs> I mean, Richter's the man. Like, I'd let him bang my girlfriend in a heartbeat. Same with him. <laughs> but, like, there's not... Yeah, it's not fair to put them up next to each other. I mean, I guess I see where you guys are coming from, but... I mean, I mean, you never know how Mike Richter could handle an Alex Ovechkin one-timer. Like, he never saw any shot close to that. And that's another thing that I kind of want to get into, another tangent or whatever. Mike Richter's career was uh, ended off with concussions. Uh, he took a slap shot to the head from, like, half lights against the Atlanta Thrashers, and then we never saw him again. Like, the technology that's gone into goal masks from when that happened to Mike Richter to now when Henrik Lundqvist, like, goes out of his way to make a head save is crazy. Did you guys see the shot the other day that Corey Crawford took off the head from Shea Weber? Like, point blank? Yeah, it didn't even phase him. That's wild. Can you imagine if that was, like, 15 years ago? He'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, he probably would be dead. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, and my hero, I'll, I'll quick hero, uh, Alex Ovechkin scored the other night, and that was the first time he scored since mid-February. Uh, the Capitals haven't been playing that well. I know we're in the end of the show. I just want to get in this real quick. Are you guys worried about the Capitals at all or no? Worried in a sense, worried in a sense like they're not as good as people think they are? You know, the thing is, I love the Capitals, but I can't root for them until the Rangers are out of the playoffs. Oh, so you would root for the Caps if the Rangers were eliminated? Oh, absolutely. Even absolutely. even if the Capitals beat the Rangers? Mm, I would probably get over it, honestly. I really want to see Ovechkin win a cup. I just don't think it's gonna happen, man. I think they're gonna uh, I think I they're gonna get they're gonna get Pittsburgh happen. in the playoffs, man, and I feel like Pittsburgh they're just fucking they're like impossible to beat. I don't know. What do you got, Hal? been the best team on paper the last three years. How many cups? None, that's what I'm saying. Every every year they go into the playoffs. Expecting to win, but because it was Washington, everyone there, there's there's no ex- expectation of them winning. But yeah, I guess maybe it's a good thing that they're actually like going through a slump and they're not just going in red hot all year long. Yeah, like sometimes teams, I guess, peak too early. People like to say maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that they're struggling a little bit right now. I would find it hard to believe that Alex Ovechkin wouldn't step it up for the playoffs this year. After getting Shaq, they're not getting better. Yeah. yeah. This is the best team they're going to have. I would agree with that. I think that uh, Kuznetsov is... Like, I mean, I've this is the first year I've really seen it where, like, the Capitals, they have Ovechkin's line, and that's kind of, like, the go-to. But now it's like, okay, Ovechkin's off the ice, and now Kuznetsov wheeling up the center ice, like, just going right through defensemen. That guy's fucking so good. But, um, Oshie leads your team in goals. Yeah, I, lo- I love TJ Oshie, American as fuck. Um, but all right, so that was this week's episode of the Morning Skate. If you haven't already, go on Twitter, follow us, Morning underscore Skate. Trying to get up to 10,000 followers. It's a lofty goal. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a quick review. Uh, Sisty, we really appreciate you coming on and talking hockey. I thought that went well. I was a little nervous to see how you were going to be, but I thought, Hal, do you think you did good? I thought you did all right. You did a great job. Yeah. Very sweet. Uh, yeah. I'd give myself an eight. Yeah. <laughs> a little, little bit of room of improvement, but we'll we'll get you back on. Maybe next because I think next week we're gonna have an Islanders guy on, uh, Mike if McCarthy. You have, if, 
if if you have Mac on, I, I would like to request another visit. Yeah, so maybe next week we'll get you two on, and we'll uh, we'll have to figure that out. Hal, you have anything else for anybody? You gonna apologize to that guy or no? <sighs> no, I mean, <sighs> wait, what guy? The guy who yeah. the people that are sending in the stuff, like. I'm asking these people oh, to send in beer league frustrations. They send them in, and Ryan's just like, "You're a bunch of fat pussies." Like, I just don't think that's gonna work no. out. I look. I'm not gonna hate on anybody for having trouble getting up. I guess I. I just don't don't put a camera on your head. I don't know. No, that's fair. That is fair. He, he kind of <laughs> he he kind of walked into that, so or fell into that. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to. That's all right. All right, guys. So we'll see everybody next week. You know when I come back, you know what it look like. Everything lit, all the girls in free. Everybody inside, sipping on a good time. You ain't got a risk, they can put it on me. When they wanna go, they know all my money sure. I don't ever get it one way. Yeah, spinning and I get it same day, but hey. Oh